from the Brooklyn Paper Building in beautiful downtown Brooklyn. It's America's downtown. The only downtown. It's the only one that matters, right? Seriously. This is Brooklyn Paper Radio. Brooklyn Paper Radio. A lot of music going on. It's not stopping. Is it fading? Is it going? Can I talk? Can you hear me? I'm not sure. With an extended soundtrack. It just keeps going. You don't hear it. You're on headphones I'm hearing on. nothing. It's beautiful. This is Vince <laughs> DiMaselli. I'm your host. I'm here with Tony Rotuno, my deputy editor. Tony, I got a, there's a lot going on today. Are you, are you have, with a man who always has a lot going on, you especially have a ton going on. There right is now. so much going on. You know, my wife got a job. I'm so excited for her. Day two? Uh, yeah, day two. So there's this whole thing. Now, she's got to go to work during the day, but she's working part-time uh, at the New York Post, and she's doing some copy editing going on over there for page it's six. It's a tough job. It's Ooh. a tough gig. But now, you know, we got a kid. First in line to see the gossip. Oh, she is, yeah. She, she made a save yesterday. I'm not going to talk about it. I don't want to, you know. Yeah, what is the confidentiality agreement required in that gig? There's a big confidentiality I agreement. would imagine. Oh, it's huge. It's huge. <laughs> huge. You don't want to let anything leak. No, I mean, that's how page six has stayed page six. For all these years. All right, so she's over there now. So now I have to, like, I have to come in now at 8 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, you, you, you were firing off emails pretty early this morning. I have to get up early. And I'm not, I'm not an early riser. I took this job because in the newspaper business, you know, things happen during the day. But, you know, the early bird gets the worm. But I was never that early bird. I was, you know, I'm sleeping late and then I'm staying up late. And I'm up for so long, I get the worm anyway. Yeah, you just get the worm because you never sleep. Yeah, that was it. That was how I did it. But now I can't do that anymore. So I have to get up because I got to leave here at like 4.30. Yeah, you have a tight, a tight, it's out, a very tight heart out. Because with my wife at work, I have to go pick up the boy at school. Someone's got to, someone has to be the parent still. He, someone has to do that. He can't, can't drive himself home yet. No, although he, he's very he's 11. talented. He's 11. You know, when I was he's 11, advanced I'm, for his age. I was going home by myself. I don't know. So look, I got to do all that. We got, I got all that going on. So now I get up this morning at like six o'clock, right? So. I'm like half awake, half asleep. And I, these are the problems that you have when you're getting up that early, especially a guy like me. I come to work, and I go to go to the bathroom, yeah. and my underwear are on backwards. Oh, my God. It's a true story. Well, that's what happens when you know you got to get up before the sun does. Yeah. It makes it easier to do number two, right? Uh, technically, I guess you could. Technically. Now, who was that? Who was that, boys? You, that you wasn't guys, me, by the way, you talking guys, about you guys my boss's to... bowel movements. <laughs> the guy. We have some guys here today. We're going to talk to them in a little while. It's a great show. We're going to talk to them in a little while. They think they're funny. We, <laughs> we have the producers of the comedy show, Comedians You Should Know. Their names are David Drake and Mike Leibovitz. Leibovitz. Not Leibovitz. Leibovitz. And uh, these guys perform and produce shows every Wednesday night at the, uh, the Gutter in Greenpoint. Uh, a great, a, a great bar and have bowling alley. Have you been? I've been. Um, I've waited for hours for Elaine. I've never seen the shows though, so I'm excited. So the comedy is show of... is happening while people are bowling. Well, they'll have to tell us. that. Well, they'll explain that to us. We'll we'll, we'll get into all that. Now, the other thing that happened this week was this weekend, we went to the uh, the awards ceremony. Now everybody knows, it's basically like this: Oscars, Oscars, Golden Globes, Emmys. And New York Press Association. New York Press Association, Better Newspaper Awards. Yeah, those are right up there. Those are, you know, you, you people say e-godding, but it's really not an e-god. It's an e-gone, the end being New York Press Association. That's basically it, right? So we go up to the New York Press Association. It's up in Albany, and we got to win our awards and stuff like that. Now, this is breaking news. You go to brooklynpaper.com right now. You can see the story. We won the most important award there is to win 
at the New York uh, Press Association. Do you guys know what that is? Most oh. important? No? No. Bated breath. Best headlines. Okay. Best headlines. That's what the we The first read. thing anyone reads in now, a lot of people, the only thing It's they the read. thing that draws you in. Yes. It's what draws you into the story. If you don't have a good headline, nobody's reading it. No. Right? So it happens. We get the award. I'm all excited. Because the only awards I care about, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, the only awards I care about are best headlines, best front page, and general excellence. General excellence. You know what general excellence is? Being generally excellent. Generally excellent. You know, you go through the... This is generally excellent. Something I don't think we need a plaque to remind us of. No, we don't need a plaque, but it's nice to have. It is nice to have. I got, I got some right here. I remember on Friday... Listen to those plaques. There they are. It's like the cedar or something. I got, we have a bunch of stuff. I've got to, well, so, the gen, so I call up my son that night, because that was on Friday night. Yeah. Is my shirt on backwards? Your shirt's on the right way, okay. I think. All right. So I call up my son, who's 11, as I said, and i got to pick him up and all that. And I'm like, uh, his name's Vince, by the way, which is much like my name. It's easy to remember. It does. It makes it easy. So Sometimes I call him Scott, though, who's my little brother. Kind of confusing. I don't know. I don't know why that happens. All right. Fact of the matter is, we get the, uh, we get the award. And I, so the first thing I do is i got to call my son. I'm like, I won some awards. Uh, I won this big award. He, what, what award you win? I said, I won uh, best headlines. So the first thing he says, he's 11 years old. It's 10 o'clock at night. And he says to me, best headlines. Oh, what was some of your headlines? So I said, oh, well, our headline was this guy uh, who was working for the president, President Trump. And my son's like, that asshole? And I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't say that. You're 11. And I said... Uh, he's working for President Trump, and he's like, uh, and and he, uh, he he got into some trouble, and he was using this building in Brooklyn kind of as a slush fund, and his name was Paul Manafort. So because he was using this building to hide money, our headline was Manafort Knox. It's a classic. Now, that headline is on the front page of BrooklynPaper.com. Right now, you go on the front you page. You should go and look at it. And you're looking at it, and you have no idea what it is. So my son's like, he didn't understand, so I had to explain to him what Fort Knox is, much like I had to... A lot of people in the newsroom, because apparently millennials don't know what Fort Knox is. But listen, I digress. The fact is... I don't I know said, if they know what gold bars are. No. They use Venmo. They're, they're what you win in video games, I think. Yeah, yeah something yeah. like that. They know what Mario Brothers is. <laughs> so he says to me, well, what were some other headlines? And I said, oh, well, Amazon was thinking of moving to Brooklyn, and people were very excited about it. So our headline was Amazon Primed. Another... Another Vince DiMaselli joint. I, I wrote that one. That is a great... I mean, I don't know how else you lead that story. Which one was yours? Yours was... Uh, um, one, mine was Back to the Grime, When Workers Returned to Dredging the Gowanus Canal um, as part of the long-delayed Superfund cleanup. Back and then to the Grime. Set in stone. When set in stone. the city revealed they would not be pulling the Belgian blocks from Dumbo's oldest streets in order to make them more accessible for bikers and other... So all of these things we're talking about are basically just plays on words. Basically. Just plays on words. So my son, who's 11 years old, said to me, oh, so basically, Dad, you won the award for best puns. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, yeah, son. Yeah, that's what I Way did. Way to Thanks. cut it down. Put your mother on. Yeah. <laughs> well, right. now, are all the headlines you're going up against punny as well? Or did, did yours rise above regular headlines because they were puns? I think, I, think a, I think a lot of people use puns, but nobody uses puns like we use puns. Can I ask, when you did, I mean, I could just look at the By the way, the, this, is, this is Mike talking right now. Oh, am now. I yeah. not? Are we supposed to be pretending no. like we're no. not here yet? No, that's okay. <laughs> we're right ahead. We'll get into what you yeah. guys do later. Yeah. But you, The Manafort Knox, was it, was it one word? Was it hyphenated? What was a... Straight you, through. Manafort? 
One Knox. word. Knox. Okay. All yeah. caps. So that, oh, all caps. Okay. Okay. All caps. Right now, Fort Knox was all caps. That was one of my favorites. So yeah. That, that, that was, was a, like a last it minute It rolls one. off your tongue. It was a last minute It was like one. a last minute I think one. that was a, it was a very inspired headline because it was a hard story to write a headline for, you know, that the captured subhead, everything. I remember writing the subhead. It took a long time to write the subhead, too, which, which basically explained everything. That called, Manafort called Knox couldn't. Do you remember what it called him? Um, I don't remember oh, what it, it called so him. We um, didn't win Best Subheads. But um, we won a bunch of other awards. <laughs> there is no award for Best Subheads. We won a bunch of other awards as a company. Yeah, as a news organization. We are, we are. I don't know, the guys here from the, the comedians that you should know probably don't even know this, because we're newspaper men you should know. Mm-hmm. We are, all <laughs> yeah. right? And our company is the largest local community news company in not the country, but the state. In the state. In the state. New York State's largest company. We have a number of different publications. You guys live in Manhattan or go there? Queens. Uh, yeah, I mean, but oh, I, we Queens. go there. All right, go there. if you're yeah. in Queens, where are you from in Queens? Ridgewood. And that's that's David, by the way. He's yeah. in Ridgewood. Yeah. All right, so you're in Ridgewood. I think we have a paper in Ridgewood. We have the Times-Ledger newspapers in Queens. There are tabloids that come out every week. Uh, there's a number. There's Flushing Times, Times-Ledger, Bayside. Bayside. I say this as my lunch is coming up a little. <laughs> Um, nothing against those papers. It's nothing against those papers. It just happens. Um, I love then, that you have so many papers. You think, yeah, I think we have one in, Red, in Ridgewood. You I think no. I think that we cover so much. You have to understand something about embarrassment Queens. of newsprint. Here's the problem with Queens. Queens likes to think that it's not Queens. It likes to think that it's Ridgewood. It likes to think that it's Bayside. Mm-hmm. It likes to think that it's Astoria. Mm. It likes to think that it's Long Island City. When the fact of the matter is, as far as I'm concerned, it's Long Island. Yeah. All right. Okay. It's Long Island. I, w- I thought the problem with Queens was chrome. Chrome on the uh, porches. <laughs> chrome railings. Chrome. Interesting. Chrome I wouldn't know because I don't go there. Uh-huh. Okay. I don't go. I don't go. I, tr- I try not to get to Queens that much. Although I love I love Bell Boulevard and Bayside. That's I where love our, it because that's where our office is in Queens. Yeah, and Maggie Mays. Where no, there's some great Bell Boulevard's a great celebrate. old school. Uh, strip of, of restaurants and commercial district, as we used to say. An old yeah. school commercial district that, you know, if if Bayside, Queens was like Hudson, New York, you know, 20 years sure. ago, it would have been empty. Bell Boulevard would be, yeah. Vacated. It would have been a ghost town. Yeah, a ghost town. But it's not a ghost. It never became a ghost town. Because and it's a short, what, hour and a half drive from America's downtown? Something like that. It's, it's only it's like... It's a breeze. It's like eight or nine miles, but it could take that long. All right, so we have papers in Queens, we've got papers in the Bronx, we have papers in Manhattan. We have a number of different papers in Manhattan. And as a company, we won 24 awards uh, at the event. Now, not all those awards were first place, which are the ones that I care most about. I'm going to be honest with you, I care most. Like, we, for instance, also won some awards uh, that we didn't get first place for. But I'm going to tell you about them anyway, because our readers need to know. And our listeners? Uh, definitely our listeners... Our Especially readers. if our listeners can't read, then Your it's really the only way they also, can find but out. This isn't how they're gonna. No, that's not. It. I don't yeah. know. How if they're listening to this, they won't have to read it. Our listeners need to know. So, I'm find this headline. Readers, listen up. <laughs> I'm trying to do six things at once, which is always always a mistake. All right, there it is. It's like, how we always. I'll get, get back into to these that. Messes. We want. I'm going to take it from second place because I'm I'm kind of proud of second place. I think it's like the place you're almost. You know, that you're the most proud after first. Maybe I'm the most mad when you win second place because that's like the like that first of all the winning. losers. Yeah. yeah. The right? best loser is? The best loser for for uh, for best editorial cartoon was Sylvan McDowell, who did a wonderful cartoon of a, uh, it looked like a, a creature coming out of the Gowanus Canal. And he looked kind of like Trump. 
Kind of. It's great. Yeah, it was fantastic. You can't see it. You can't really <laughs> yeah. appreciate it. Jimmy, can you put it up on the screen? All right. Let's second, do all visual gags on the radio. Yeah, second place is good because you can uh, improve still. If, you it, can, if you're first, it's like, that's a good way. where do I go? You can, rest on, you can rest on your laurels. Maybe that's I should do something else with my life. I've achieved all that I need to achieve. Well, when, let me tell you something. When you win a New York Press Association Better Newspaper Award, you pretty much can just go home and relax. You've Great. Done, you've done it all. <laughs> you've done look it how all. relaxed we look. <laughs> all right. We also won second place. Oh, these are the two Julianne's. One of the most confusing things about working here is we have two reporters named Julianne, Julianne McShane and Julianne Cuba. Uh, they took home second place for coverage of elections and politics, and this was a big story happening in uh, in Bay Ridge. Yeah, the council seat was open because Vincent Gentile was leaving. It was a big race. We did a lot of uh, I think ten interviews. We did or lots like of that. interviews because once you have a wide open seat, you guys know about politics, right? Once you have a <laughs> wide open seat in Bay Ridge, like a hundred people run for it, and you know, so there was lots of there was like. I think there was eight people running for it, definitely. Uh, yeah, by the end of the... It gets crazy. The so they won that. They deserve it. Then we have an honorable mention for uh, honorable mention for uh, coverage of the environment. Our, our beloved Mill Marine, Mill Marine Courier. Courier. It's out in Don't Southern... Count it so we out. call it Southern Brooklyn. You guys know about it? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a it's kind of like a like a like a bedroom what do they call those communities? A bedroom, bedroom community? community. It's a bedroom community. Doesn't it start at like Red Hook and then it goes No, it? no, no. That's South Brooklyn. Oh. And this is why you see this is the point I always try to make to Tony. We do not yeah, use I'm still learning. Are they called ordinals? What are they called? When, when you when yeah, you Yeah, like ordinals, directionals, um yeah, know, north, south, east, We west. don't use north, south, east, west in, in Brooklyn. Because just what happened there, I said Southern Brooklyn is actually the southern part of Brooklyn. But Brooklyn's been around so long and has had so many iterations. Mm -hmm. South Brooklyn is Red Hook, Carroll Gardens, uh, Borum Hill, Park Slope is actually South Brooklyn. Right. it's kind of confusing because if you look at a map, it's not really south. And in South Brooklyn, there's a West 9th Street. Right. I don't know why that's there, but Mm -hmm. it's West 9th Street. And there's also a bunch of West Streets. Out in like Brighton, yeah, in Southern Brooklyn. It and Southern matter. Brooklyn's just like a so swamp. Southern Brooklyn's like Coney Part Island, Brighton I, Beach. Yeah, and technically, Bay Ridge and all that. Technically, that's Southern Brooklyn. Yeah. And and Mill Marine Courier is one of our most popular papers because it is a a bedroom community where we home deliver the papers, and the uh, people there love them. They eat them up, and they use them for lots of different things. And they tell me all about it. Food <laughs> being one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's lots of different uses for a newspaper. If you watch the, the beginning of Lou Grant, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So no, nobody knows. That's sad. Now, we did have one other first place finish. One other first place finish. Uh, that's the Bay Ridge Courier, one of our southern Brooklyn tabloids, won best front page. And we had a great. We had two great front pages that we that we used. One of them had uh, Bill De Blasio. You've heard of him? Mm. Yeah. He was dressed as a bellhop. We had him dressed as a bellhop uh, because he said that he wasn't going to use um, Ho- uh, hotels hotels as homeless for homeless shelters. Yet he opened up a number of hotels as homeless shelters, like right in the neighborhood. So he was dressed as a bellhop, and it said Bill Hop, and basically said he promised he wouldn't do it, but he did it. And he's like, "Well, that was a great cover. People. That was a lot of fun with that, and that was a." It was Jaeger worked on that. Jaeger now yeah. is also at the Post. Max Jaeger. He worked Before on that Before my one. time. Yeah. And he worked with John Napoli. It's another all in the story. Great, it's all in the story. Another national treasure. It's all in the story. And then uh, we had another one, which was they, where they were going to, uh, they sold a giant orphanage, which is an entire city block out in, we've talked about it on the radio, an entire city block out in, uh, in Diker, Diker Heights. Heights, like on the, on the border of Diker Heights and Sunset Park, an entire city block, which has this beautiful old orphanage on it. 
you know, not much development. They sold it to a developer, the nuns. Yeah, it was owned by nuns. Yeah. They sold it to a developer, and our headline was going, going, gone. And then we had, like, two bullet points explaining, like, yeah. really pinpointing exactly what this meant. Exactly and, what I, the I, that, that and that's what newspapers do, by the way. We don't just tell you the story. We, we give you the context, mm -hmm. you know? You tell us what to think about it. Well, we tell you what the ramifications are or what mm -hmm. the ramifications could be. A little bit of analysis because I think people are looking for something, you know, some sort of context as far as what, why, why is this, this matters. Why right. is this important? So we're going to tell you why it's important. Let me tell you, you sell an entire city block and all of a sudden an area that just has a bunch of trees in it, and now it's all going to be bulldozed. Isn't that, gonna... isn't that where they have all those beautiful old uh, Victorian homes? No, yes. that, that'd be Victorian Flatbush, not Diker. Well, they, well you know, I think you're thinking of the ones that get lit up around Christmas time. I don't know. I just know on, on the, somewhere on the train on the way to Coney Island, there's all these big, beautiful Victorian houses. Which train? You, Are you on the Culver line? I don't know. The yellow one, yeah. <laughs> I like to say the Culver <laughs> line. Uh, maybe you're thinking of Ditmas Park. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of, yeah. That's southern Brooklyn, too, though, right? No. Okay. No. That would <laughs> Is be... that south? That's not south No, Brooklyn, it's not no. south Brooklyn That's central. Either. That's like Flatbush. Right. Like in the old days, they just called it, it was all Flatbush. You got to understand, Brooklyn used to be, Brooklyn was one, you know, city or right. town, and then there was New Utrecht, and there was Flatbush, and there was Greenpoint, and there was Williamsburg. Williamsburg. Yeah. Uh, Williamsburg, Greenpoint might have been the same thing. I don't know. I'd have to go back and, and check my But books. Williamsburg and East Williamsburg and Bushwick were all separate cities. Yeah, they were like yeah. totally separate, and then it was consolidated. And then in the mistake of 98, as they call it, the mistake of 98 mm -hmm. was the consolidation of the entire city of New York as we know it today, uh, which would be you know Manhattan, the Bronx, Queens, and Staten Island. Why is that a mistake? The mistake of 98? Yeah. Oh, what, are you kidding me? I just moved here like two years ago. Oh, the mis it was mm. the mistake of 98 because Brooklyn got, Brooklyn got the shaft. Oh, yeah? Every move they could make, Brooklyn got the shaft. You know the first building they built in consolidated New York? No. It was a high school on Staten Island. Huh. Beautiful high school, by the way. It's called mm -hmm. um, uh, Still Standing. Yeah, Curtis High School. Oh, absolutely beautiful. Not looks like name, a castle. Not, First building not built by your wife. But you know why? Family. No, it's not those Curtises. Not those Curtises. It's some other Curtis. The reason they did it was because they were trying to get the people, make the people on Staten Island happy about this this thing. And a lot of the people on Staten Island were people that lived in Manhattan that would summer there. Mm -hmm. You know, they would actually go and you know hang out on beautiful Staten, Island. beautiful bucolic, <laughs> bucolic <laughs> Staten Island, and they would get away from it all. You and know? then after the consolidation, it became a garbage dump. There was a huge garbage dump there. And now that garbage dump is a home to basically hundreds of deer. Oh. Mm. Which is scary. It's like some park now. They're making it into you a know park. The, you know what the name of the park one? is? Uh-uh. Fresh Kills Park. Okay. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't it kill some kind of body of water, though? Yeah, that's yeah. Dutch. Yeah. yeah, there's a street Dutch kills. Dutch, there's a bar. Yeah. There's yeah. a bar yeah. Dutch kills. Yeah. It's in Queens. You're not supposed to know <laughs> Long Island City. Long Island. Let me tell you something. It's the one place I go in Queens. Okay. The one place I go in Queens, and I'm not afraid to say it. I go to no, Dutch he... Kills. They have some fantastic sandwiches there. Fantastic. I've sandwiches. heard about the sandwiches. I will say, you also go to Bell Boulevard. And I'll no go to offense. Bell Boulevard when I'm meeting up with the guys in Queens, the other editors, yeah. you know, to go over what we're working on. You've got your two points. I think it's good to have options. That's it. That's all you need in Queens. Yeah. That's what they call Although my, I think my grandparents were from a story. That's a whole different story. The, the subhead of the Manafort story, right? Fed's ex-Trump staffer used Borough Home as cash cow oh, for right. corruption. cash cow for corruption. You know what cash cow for corruption is? It's a triple alliteration. Alliteration. Yeah. Great alliteration. You go. you know, That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Look at Were you an English major? No, I just speak the language. You do it? Yeah. Well, Mike's got a great vocabulary. Oh, stop it. No, it's it's terrific. 
Thank you. Or really, really good. I don't have another word for it. Uh, <laughs> no, I, you probably I, do. It's I, great. Yeah, I know what alliteration is anyway. Superb. Su- no, superfluous. No. No, superb. Uh, I might be superfluous. Yeah. I said. Yeah. <laughs> I said to my wife yesterday. Magnificent. Oh, I, I called my wife up and says, "Oh, she was going to the post and I and and I said, oh, did you get your indoctrination?'" Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she went, "What?" Indoctrination. So I meant a different word. What did I mean? Inoculation. Not inoculation. Orientation. <laughs> orientation. Orient. I just wanted orientation. But I think it. I, I was just picturing the offices are very dirty. I don't know. You need a. You need a <laughs> I would imagine there's a fair amount of you know Murdoch worshiping that make it makes it more of an indoctrination. Yeah, that than sounded, an orientation. Right. It sounded appropriate. You I think know, that was the you. Joke. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I got it. <laughs> so. All right, look, but enough about of us. jokes. Enough look. about us. Enough about <laughs> We've talked enough about us, but we have to talk about our new, our new sponsor. We have a new sponsor this week. You guys all know Very that one important. of our sponsors is the Atlantic Bagel Company. Out in Monmouth County. Monmouth County, Has New Jersey. Has anyone gone and claimed their No, no one's claimed their prize bagel. yet. I'm very, I told my mother it's to It's tough go. to get Brooklyn listeners out to Monmouth County for anything. You think, I, you think I don't like to go to Queens? Well, I am at, yeah. So... Atlantic Bagel Company is my parents and my brother's bagel store. Right? Okay. So, so I, give them, I, give the, I give them a plug. You know? Yeah. You got to give great. them a plug. Why they got, not? They got great bagels. They got that fake uh, New York water thing going on that everybody's talking about. Oh, they put the right balance of minerals they and try stuff to, in yeah, it. They yeah. do all that bullshit. Yeah. I don't buy it. But, you know, they're doing it. And by the way, I shouldn't <laughs> say this, but bagels, it's like eating a candy bar for breakfast. All right? I've seen them make them. The amount of sugar that goes into a bagel every morning is—it's mm-hmm. it's, it's absolutely. Oh wow! It's like it's like eating a, it's like eating a can, like you're better off eating a Milky Way. Okay, I so don't, don't go to your family's bagel. No, if you like to eat Milky Ways for breakfast, go right <laughs> ahead. Well, I mean, Milky Way for breakfast is one thing, but Milky Way with cream cheese—you know—that's <laughs> a little heavy. A little, a little, a little more balance. Sh- a little schmear. Yeah. yeah. A little schmear. I prefer with mine with locks. Yeah. <laughs> a Milky Way with a schmear. Yeah, that's good. Pick up the, uh, the. Uh, What's the newspaper? Where's Bruce Springsteen from? Where did he play? Uh, the uh, Asbury uh, Park Asbury Press. Park, yeah. Pick up the Asbury Park Press while you're out there. But our new sponsor, this is real. We've brokered a deal with them, and it's finally happened. Because every podcast you listen to, you hear them, and they say this is their new sponsor. And I'm going to give you an example of it. Here, here's Preet Brar. Stay Tuned with Preet is supported by ZipRecruiter. Hiring? ZipRecruiter has revolutionized how you do it. Their technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. They find great candidates for you. Try it for free today at ZipRecruiter.com slash Preet. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Isn't that great? That was wonderful. I, I mean, you should just do that every week. Why I'm should so I do the glad commercial? that we were able to get that deal with them. Well, I don't know if it's done yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd like... I'm closer I'm... to getting that deal with them. I would like to have ZipRecruiter as a as a, as a yeah, sponsor. So, so you're playing you're playing an ad for ZipRecruiter because you want them to sponsor you. It'd be nice. Yeah. Well, I think no. I think something's worked out. I got the. I kind of got an okay at exec this week. I'm part of the executive thing here. Yeah. You I go seem to the like exec. the boss. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in charge. You have that aura about you. Yeah. I'm totally in yeah, charge. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I feel myself drawn towards you because of your gravity. I walk. <laughs> I walk around the office and people are like, "How can you do that? Well, how did you do that?" And I said, oh, "I'm Vinny." Mm-hmm. Right. I Some people that. can just do it, yeah, and it's it is because of your Vinny. All right. So who's here, Tony? Who's with us today? I know Johnny or Jimmy or he's I think over there now. David, he's here. David, I want you to say hi to the to the listeners out there. Hello, there he is. I'm David. That's David Drake, and and Mike. 
Leibovitz. That's me. That's you. Yeah. And you guys are the producers of Comedians You Should Know, which I mentioned before. I'll mention it again. Every Wednesday at 9 p.m. at the Gutter in Greenpoint, which we've since learned is a bowling alley. Mm-hmm. Now, tell us something about it. Here's what I know about um, stand-up. Uh, I watched that. Do you watch the show? What was the show on Showtime last year? On Showtime? I'm, I'm dying, dying up here. here. Oh, okay. I, I have that. not seen that. No? You guys didn't see it? No. no. I would take your stand-ups. Maybe you'd watch it. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I meant to. Uh, but I just haven't yet. You know it is, still exists, you know what right? The problem Too busy is, performing? No, you know what the problem is with, with television today? Too much of it. D- no, it's like you have to invest so much time. You do. Yeah. I can't invest. I'd rather just watch a movie for an hour and a half and be done with it than know that, you know, I'm dying up here. There's going to be seven episodes. There are and, uh, 45 minutes an hour each. There's also like 20 shows about stand-up. It's all going on right oh, now. Do you, did you, how about the crashing one? You guys yeah, watch there, the crashing I've, one? I ha- I've seen a few episodes uh, of that one. Yeah. 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 I like the Marvelous Miss Maisel. Oh, the Miss mm. Meisel is, but that's like the same idea as the as the I'm dying up here one, is it not? No, that's like the 20s or 40s or something. No, my wife likes that. Wait, which one? Marvelous the marvelous Miss Maisel. Oh, it's I like the beginning that. of stand up, but it's like where stand up kind of takes a backseat, which I kind of like. To, to us, I feel like, and correct me if if I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just speaking for myself. These shows, uh-huh. um, they're more like. Um, things that I'm happy when my friends get a job writing for them. Yeah. More so than they are things that I necessarily feel like I should be consuming. So you have friends that got jobs writing for these shows? Well, and how do I get that job? I have, <laughs> let's see, I have Beth writes for Crashing. Um, I think, uh, who, who writes for Marvelous Miss Maisel? It's, uh, uh, Noah Garden Schwartz. Uh, our friend Kenny, Clark, and Will, they were all on Crashing. Yeah. A bunch of our friends are, are in Crashing. All- they show People, up. Comedians you should know. Uh, these are comedians you should know. I mean, yeah, comedians you should know, you define more broadly, uh, would would uh, encompass anyone who ever performs on our show, right? Sure, the idea yeah. Is we are presenting comedians that we think you should know. And that was my so, snarky yes. way of asking yeah. the question. So, uh, they all perform. All, all <laughs> those people have been on the show, yeah, for sure. That's, yeah. So tell us about the comedians you should know. How did it start? <laughs> How did you guys get into it? Where did you meet? Go. All right. Oh, that's so great. So... Uh, Comedians You Should Know is actually the, is it actually started in Chicago, and it's uh, we are te- we are the second city a, we like to call it the second city sure yeah. even though it's at this point the third but the, you know yeah. <laughs> Brooklyn's <laughs> almost as big and if they keep killing people over there we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go past them I'm not sure it's the murder rate that that drives the uh, demographic uh, change but, but <laughs> it can't yeah. it can't help I, no it doesn't it doesn't help anything that's true yeah. Um, but yeah, it started in Chicago, and there's still a weekly show in Chicago. And so this this Brooklyn show is uh, it's the uh, Brooklyn franchise of comedians you should know, uh, and it's been around what two two years almost now. We've right? been around, yeah. Here uh, in Brooklyn, we've done about eighty shows. So wow. and it's every week, about so a year and a half. Yeah, I don't know. You're you're uh, you, your someone readers can do the math. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I can't do the math. Your I'm listeners can't not, do the math, but your readers can <laughs> do the math. Um, Accounting firm. The idea the idea in Chicago initially was there a group of us who um, wanted to do a stand-up and we were all at the open mics together and there weren't that many great shows mm-hmm. and all of the the you know the, the clubs but then the local independently produced shows in Chicago at the time they all uh, you know it was, it was tough to get in with them they were sort of clicky so we got together and it was actually the brainchild of a guy named Danny Callis who still runs the show mm-hmm. in Chicago and he thought well, what if we just ran a show that was just focused on being a great show, no gimmick about like hey, it's comedians standing on their heads reading you know their diary or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or all these different. Things I've seen that show, by the way. It's it's a good show, it's but okay. if you've seen it, you're not right. going to go every week. No, you get right. it. You know, it's like ballet with the toes. Once I see it once and they dance on the toes, that's enough. I don't need to see it. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah I I've seen pictures. Now I've seen it live. Yeah. Now there's too much TV. Yeah. So you guys are like the disruptors because there's all these other shows out there. 
And uh, they, they're not letting you be a part of it, but you're going to do something that's your own thing, and you're kind of like one of those, what are they called? In in business, they're, they're uh, a disruptor. A disruptor. A yeah. distractor. A disruptor. No, a disruptor. That's yeah. uh, that, uh, someone who comes in and just. And does it all new and reinvents. Whole, yeah, blows the whole. Or know. just does it the old way, I think, is the point here. A lot is of it, times that's the case. There so are many, so many basics. of these shows that are themed or kind of. Uh, just you know, something else is going on. There's another element that, uh, yeah, to just have a good show. Right, like those guys, it's weird are, that that's it. Those guys are yeah. bu- those guys are Budweiser, and you guys are you know like a craft brew. Yeah, maybe or that's it, or maybe they're like versa. they're like Bud Light Lime or something. Yeah, it's like what are we doing? <laughs> they're, they're, you know. Also, I mean, I think I mean we can keep going with the beer analogy, but <laughs> you might as well. I don't know. I'll leave it up to you. You guys yeah. are the pros. You know, I so at the at the time, I think when we first started the show, and this was I don't mean to just, but this was like before you were you even in Chicago at this time. I moved to Chicago in 2010. So at this time, like the, those of us who started, there were there were like five or six of us. And I and um, th- we weren't good enough to be booked on the best show. So what we said is, okay, so what a lot of people do, it's a very DIY thing. Well, you start your own show bef- until you're good enough. But instead of just, usually what people do is you'd start your own show and you'd book your friends. You mm-hmm. know? Sure. And what we decided to do is, well, we're going to start our own show. But instead of booking our friends, we're going to book all of the very best comedians in Chicago and us. Um, so that it was actually a good show that people would enjoy. So right? you, would, you would be able to convince a, a more well-known comedian, is that what you're saying? Yeah. To come down. Do a show at your show, comedians you should know, and then you guys would kind of open for them. Exactly, it's a good move. Yeah, because they the the more established ones like practice new material and try out exactly. new stuff at shows like exactly. That. That's a very good move. Makes and sense. Th- yeah, and then over about what you know six seven years, it developed into just like a very strong, well attended show, and um, and uh, yeah, we just always really focused on like what Dave was saying, like the basics. Just like you focus on not just like it's not stage time for us. It's like uh, you know, think about from the audience's perspective. Okay, they're going out for a night out. Like, so it starts when they come in the door. So you do basic stuff like they used to do. Like, hello, welcome to the show. Let me show you to your seats, whatever. And then you have everything all set up a certain how way. And you have music and you have lights. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's crazy. But there are just no like seats in the do- gutter. There, so in the gutter, there's there are a seats in the gutter. Secret back room. You take this, Dave. I'm too hot about it. <laughs> <laughs> the gutter's a great bar. So they have the bowling alley to the right. Then sure. you have a dive bar, which is a great fun bar. Great place but then out. if you go toward the bathrooms, all single occupancy bathrooms, you can do whatever you want in there. A whole hallway of drug bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> you pass those. Real, that is the gutter. Yeah. yeah. And right there at the end is a doorway, and that leads into a great huge uh Alternative rock venue, which is also the home to comedians you should know. Yeah, so it's like a rock and roll room back there. Nobody knows about it. I was too afraid to pass through the bathroom hallway on my visits there to get to that secret room, but that makes sense now. Do they promote that room at all? It's called the spare room. I get it. Mm, yeah. see that. That's a play on words. Yeah, it could be they one could of your win, headlines. They could win yes. an award yeah. for that. <laughs> they just got to enter that at the New York Press Association Better Newspaper Award, and they're, yeah. uh, they're in. They, they can get it done. <laughs> so they have a spare room back there that they kind of promote, kind of not promote, but you guys, how? and you said you've been doing this almost for two years now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so we both moved to New York about two years ago, two and a half years ago, yeah. three years ago, something like that. And were you were doing this in Chicago as well? We were doing you this were in Chicago. You were a part Chicago. of that. Okay. Exactly. And we moved here. Uh, so it's like a franchise. Exactly. Yeah. It's a franchise. Mm-hmm. And when we got here, we saw there are a lot of, a lot of great alternative shows in New York, but they're kind of, it's kind of like people don't know how to run a show a little bit. It's like, 
hey, turn on the mic, and they start talking, and people are supposed to know that a show is happening. And so we thought there was kind of an opening to, like, you know, kind of do it better. So you guys are trying to do quality comedy. Yeah, qu- put on a quality show. A quality show. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, yeah. We do the same thing with the newspaper. You pick up a lot of the other local newspapers out there. We mm-hmm. got a lot in common, the, th- the four of us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and possibly Jimmy over here. I'm not sure. Yeah? You interested in quality, Jimmy? Yeah, he's, he he's not. He produces a quality show. He's not. Well, he tries. So, <laughs> Well, he got that ad to play about ZipRecruiter. I mean, that was pretty impressive. <laughs> he yeah. did. He did. He did all the recordings, everything that needed the to get done. The extended intro. It's all about you know putting in the effort and, and, and getting it done. But you pick up those other newspapers out there, and you just, I'm serious, like, go through them. They don't look like our paper. Our paper looks, I mean, our paper, it's all about, like, presentation. Mm-hmm. It's all about, uh, this is one of it's our Bay Ridge. Yeah, he's on the Bay Ridge yeah. edition. I, bet. I like how the pages are even, they are even starting to, like, to yellow a little bit. You like, know what? That's hard to do. It ages I well. bet. It's hard to do. You really have to work on that, and, and but it's something people really <laughs> Time's appreciate. Time's up for the Senior Center. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Is that one of the winners? <laughs> <laughs> Time's up. That, um... Well, you know, all of our headlines were winners because I just like to point out in the shovels of shame. Yeah, this is a brutal front page. Uh, I like uh, underneath the Starbucks. It says, "Cough it up, C O F F." That's good. We don't mess around. No, <laughs> we don't mess around. We tell it to you like it is. They did say the, that press association that every headline was well crafted, well, well, beyond the five that we submitted to win the award. Yes. So you know they acknowledged that. You can't pick just five. But that's the point. You have to put in the work to get this done. And you have to, you know, you have to demand quality. And I have this argument with lots of people. They're like, well, what do you care about what you put in the paper? Why don't you just write about this? Why don't you just run this press release or something like that? And I say to them, hey, do you go out at night and say, what's the worst movie that's playing? Because I want to go see that. Right. Do you, you know, wake up in the morning and look at the television listings and say, yeah, that looks good, but I really want to watch this bad show right. over here. And it's the same thing that you guys exactly. are doing. There's all this comedy out there. It's a Wednesday night. There's 10 different shows you, you, you could go see. Right. So why should you come see ours? It has to be better. It has to be better. Yeah. So how many comedians do you have a night there? Uh, it's usually a host and five. Host and five is yeah. what we and shoot And how long does the show yeah. go on for? Uh, about, about an hour and a half. Minutes. Yeah. So each two set, ways do you guys got <laughs> you guys got the lights. You got the red light. The light comes on. They got to get off. Is that all? Is that all real? That's very real. Mm-hmm. But our light is white. Oh, and it's a white it comes light. from our cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, just like that. Yeah, just like no, that. No, that's that's standard. You wave cell phone in the back of the room. It's a precursor to dying. Yeah, I'm dying. Okay. I'm seeing the, the light. light. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're either dying or killing. Yeah, right. I used to do a joke about how like you hear about people who have those near death experiences, and you think like they're some hero or whatever because they beat death, but they're just an asshole who went over their time. You right, know, they, like they're the selfish. Light, the light in the back of the room. Yeah, um, wrap are, it up. Is it mostly? Is it a mix of visiting comedians and local comedians? Like, how do you put together each lineup? Yeah, I mean, New York is so chock full of awesome comics. It's easy to put together a very good lineup of just New York comedians. But then, uh, you know, people are always traveling from out of town in L.A. And so uh, when they hit us up, we... Yeah, and international people, too. You know, I mean, it's yeah. it's like in New... Just with the people who live here, you could book the show every week and every comedian would have had, you know, would have had a, you know, a Comedy Central special or an HBO or late. You know, it's like there are plenty of very, very, very qualified people here. It's right. Probably the center of the universe for stand-up comedy. Yeah, this is the best oh, really? place, I yeah. think, for stand-up. 
That's why people, yeah, I mean, people come here. We More so than Chicago or L.A. Or, for sure. Yeah. But you guys are the guys that are making the decision who's showing up on the show. Is, are you guys yeah. doing that? Now, how, yeah. do you, how do you go about doing it? Do you go to some of these other shows that are happening out there and watch comedians and then say to them, hey, you guys should come and do our show? Do they come in and audition for you guys? Are you sitting there? In well, the I bet audience? it's a lot like the paper. I'm sure you guys, like, I'm sure you guys know who's working at the Times. Or who's working at the post? You, prefer, I mean, you married one. We prefer <laughs> of the we, employees. We prefer that uh, they know who we are. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. It yeah, works yeah. the other way. Right. You right. know. Yeah. It kind of works the other way with us. So but, with comedy, you kind of just like you come up with people, and you just the longer you're in it, the more it's a very small community kind of uh, where you just end you run up into each other. You yeah, meeting. I mean, are you guys doing other shows besides for this? Sure, so you're yeah. out and about. Yeah. yeah, we're all doing stand up four, five, six, seven nights a week. So you just see other people on the shows that you do and you think well that person is awesome and they should do it what's the one i go there's one in long island city as well the standing room or, no, the, or the creek and the creek, cave creek creek and the cave i was yeah. there on uh, friday yeah did yeah. a show did a show or just showed up to watch everybody else i did a show i watched some watched other people everybody. i said did you get, nah, did you find any, <laughs> so you didn't find any new talent while uh, you were there i actually did i actually did see yeah, that's how it happens, Tony. You just stumble in. You stumble in. You get a few laughs. I went to Creek and Crave with my old uh, partner on the show, Gersh Kunzman, and we were standing what a there. Name. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's like a pornographic Muppet. Yeah, yeah. wow. So <laughs> I'm here with Gersh. Uh, we were there with Gersh, and we were sitting up front. Not up front, but it's a small place, right? Yeah. And we were laughing, and then we were talking, like, oh, that was a good joke. Oh, that was funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, that made me, you know. And then one of the comedians basically said, I didn't know I was going to be here with the with, with the two old men from the Muppets. Okay. <laughs> they did that to us. Yeah. So I went, What were their names? That is so I don't funny. Uh, Statler and Waldorf. There you go. Statler and Waldorf. I you got you it. Both in, hey, and your tuxes, too. We weren't in our tuxes oh, for that show. That would have only it was, made but it was better. It was a good line. That's she had a, good a great line. line. But then afterwards, we were talking to them afterwards, and they were like, no, you guys are just, you should not have done that. We were trying to work up there, and you guys were kind of talking too loud. And we were like, we're sorry. We had a few in us. Oh, oh, you wow. heckled them. We weren't really, no, we weren't trying but to you heckle. Were, you were talking audibly, you know, and they heard you. It's such you a small place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, we didn't, yeah. we weren't trying to do it. See, you know? that's what, one of the things we try to do is create an atmosphere um, through you know seating, through uh, people pay to get in, through lighting, uh, through just the general quality of the show, where you wouldn't feel like it was okay to do that, because mm-hmm. you would feel like immersed in a show rather than like, hey, I'm hanging out with my buddy and we're gonna sure. go check out what's in here. That's like the, I don't know if you agree with that. I think that that's, that's like the like general Brooklyn vibe, at least, uh, is is what you just described, where they're just like, oh, what's in here? I'll stand here for ten minutes, right. And then I'll go somewhere else. Whereas the ideal experience is you really sort of lose your sense of me, you lose your sense of this is my friend, and you become this one entity with the entire audience where you're sharing an experience together. That's like the pinnacle of it. That's the goal. So how much do you charge per show, like for a ticket? Because most comedy shows... Vinny shows up with his drunk friend, 20 bucks. (laughs) (laughs) Keep out. Keep out. To your point, have that, like, you know, two drink minimum, you know, that... Situation the clubs do, where, yeah. yeah. The clubs yeah. where, like, you know, you're, you're, you feel like you're 
being forced to buy these drinks oftentimes and the stuff isn't funny and you're more focused on like getting out like yeah it's also like oh no tax. what have i done i put so much money into this and now it's right, not what i want and you're right. like yeah we charge five online ten at the door yeah which i think is Great. totally reasonable and you you know you you're willing to spend that and you're you yeah. think you're going to get something better as a result probably because it's not just a walk in and it's it's surprising like you know 10 uh, 5 dollars right is a nominal entry fee for mo- it's less yes. it's, it's less than the cost of one drink right absolutely but it still does something psychologically to people where they say okay i have paid for this now i'm invested in it it automatically makes them better audience just to make them you pay know, this something this is an argument that i was at the newspaper conference this weekend mm-hmm. And I've been saying we've we got a lot, <laughs> lot in common. You know, they give away the newspapers for free. Of course. And a lot of people say, no, you need to charge for the newspaper because if you charge for the newspaper, same reason. People are invested in it, and yeah. it's like they're paying for something, and they're going to. But when you do that, it requires that you give them a better product. Exactly. You yeah, that's a mistake. Yeah, you have yep. to. Yeah. That's the trade-off, I right? think, But it's totally but worth it. Yeah, well, yeah. that's what you, I mean, yeah. I'm not trying to put out a crappy product. I'm trying exactly. to put out a good product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And but, we wa- also, you know, we want to be able to pay the comedians, and it helps us get better comedians if we can say, hey, we're not going to make you rich, but we're going to give you, you know, 20, 30 bucks or whatever. That's so exactly that what I say to my reporters. Yeah, now we can, pay can speak you. to this. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. get a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. You'll be okay. You might make it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Be all right. You're not going to get to wear you headphones you? on the podcast. No, I'm, but I, yeah. You're you, still on you your parents' health plan? <laughs> Come work for us. <laughs> no, I, but my dad still does my taxes, which I read yesterday is, is a trend among. Now, I just want to say they usually, they usually say that you know, there's truth in comedy. Everything I just said was a lie. Uh-huh. Was an absolute, there was no truth to that whatsoever. I just want to be clear. But there is a subtle truth in it not being true, right? <laughs> I mean, there's a truth in the There's a truth falsehoods. to the lie. Yeah. It was a very real, a very honest lie. So how did you guys, I mean, how did you guys get into comedy? How did, uh, how did this happen? Uh, I moved to Chicago 2010 uh, because I wanted to get good at stand-up before Were you I in moved. college, after college? Yeah, this is post-college. Uh-huh. I can't tell how old you are. No I'm, uh, what do you think? I, I honestly don't know. I'm, I'm going to say. Hey, hot damn. I was 31 uh, yesterday. Yesterday is yeah. It yesterday. takes one to know one. Yeah. <laughs> you're 31 yeah. too? Yeah. Yeah. Mike is much older. Much older. Much. Uh, yeah. So you're 34. Yeah. I'm 37. 37. Yeah. Yeah. So you're 10 years younger than me. And Mike's got but a few I look like, I look kids like as Waldorf. well. Yeah, well, oh. I'm I'm working on it. Yeah, yeah, really get there. He's yeah, got I've, a whole I've handful got of kids, kids though, so I'm way ahead of you. You got three? I only yeah. Well, I'm one and done. One and yeah, one kid, and done. That's what I thought when I was 22. <laughs> <laughs> How old are your kids? Uh, 15, five, and two. Ayo, how's the 15 year old doing? He's uh, he's a big boy, man. He's uh, he's bigger than me. Uh, he like he can beat you up. No, I can still take it. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, unless he like sat on me or something, he's giant. He's oh, like, he's giant. <laughs> okay. He's good. He's doing well. All right, yeah. and this is all in Brooklyn, or wait, wait, where do you live? Well, I live in Queens, baby. You're in Queens. That's yeah. right. Did we go over that already. Sorry, Long Island. I lose track. You know what? I, I don't keep notes about <laughs> Queens. You know, I don't. You know, Brooklyn's Long Island too. Uh, that's part of the joke. Yeah, okay. We do. All we right. do that. I had a, a conversation once with an old reporter because I grew up on Staten Island, Staten Island, mm-hmm. as my teacher, the my Rock. first. My first grade teacher from New Jersey used to say, Staten Island. Staten? Staten Island. A much shorter island. Because when, when I was a kid growing up, we, I'm from New York, we called it Staten Island. Mm-hmm. And I had my first grade teacher saying to me, Staten Island. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I live on Staten Island. You know? Staten Island. Staten Island. Yeah. yeah I like word. the way you say it. S-T-A-T, Staten Island. 
N I L A N. Staten Island. N Y L A N. Staten Island. Staten Island. Staten Island. Staten Island. That's where I grew up. I grew up on Staten Island. And uh, I've heard it's a great place. Oh, it's bucolic. It was. It, it was back when it was Staten Island. It was at some point, but I completely lost my train of thought. Where was I going? I was back Your on Staten teacher, Island. Again. Mike lives in Mike's Queens. Queens. Yeah. Uh, Brooklyn also how, being. Yeah, Long how about those people in Massachusetts? They're from Worcester, but they think they're from Worcester. Worcester. Oh. <laughs> guess, guess what? My, my wife, who works at the Post, Worcester. Worcester. She's from Worcester. Did she they go say. to Clark University? No, she didn't go to Clark. She went to uh, UMass. Uh, Amherst? What's the one that's out west? Um, it might be Amherst. UMass Mount, Amherst. Mount Holyoke? Amherst. There's a lot of schools in Worcester, though. There's like a St. Mary's in Worcester. Yeah, College There's a Worcester. of the Holy Cross. Yeah, Holy Cross. go there. There's a lot of, it's, it's a college town now. Worcester. Yeah. Worcester. But oh, she doesn't like talk Boston. like that, believe it or not, because she was actually born in uh, Edison, New Jersey. Yeah, she has no trace of a mask. No, you would not hear an accent. accent. She sounds like a, you know. That's like, great. She yeah. sounds like a television. It's wonderful. Look, she's calling me now. <laughs> I'm at. You forgot to pick up your kid from school. <laughs> yeah, this is the reminder. Yeah. First day picking. One of us has to be a parent. <laughs> oh, it's unknown. It's probably her. No, it can't be. I don't know who it is. Oh, I'm not man. taking Look, I was watching. Hopefully it's not Vince okay. saying, where are you? Look, we got to talk about these guys. We we're, were not going to talk about We us. were talking about TV earlier, and uh-huh. one of the things about TV is that um, like a season will end and you'll be like, oh, thank you, I can go back to my life. And then it comes back and you're like, oh, shit. I gotta do it all over. Stranger Things. This happened to, yeah, right, exactly. This happened to me with with Bosch. It came back on Amazon Prime. Mm. I don't know if you know it. I'm not familiar. It's based on these Michael Connelly novels that are decent crime. But it's like, you watch the first two seasons, so what am I gonna not watch it now? Anyway, so I'm back in this. I I had all this other shit to do, but now I gotta watch Boss for three hours every night until I'm free again. And somebody on the last episode, I won't say what happened. You guys obviously not gonna watch. You don't care. But somebody got a call from an unknown number, and then something very unfortunate happened afterwards. When they took that call, I don't take any calls anymore from anybody. Well, I, don't even know, I don't even know why she I She should have taken it. Th- anyway, I don't want to. <laughs> I've I said too much. I've said too much. I don't even know why I have these things. Now, what time and channel is Bosch on so we can let everyone know out there? It's on Amazon Prime whenever they want. And whenever you want to yeah. watch it. Yeah. Whenever you want to watch it. I mean, it's okay. So that was a dark omen for Vinny, is what you're saying. I'm just saying, if you saw what I saw last night, you would have been like, you oh, it's unknown, whatever. You would have answered that call. Yeah. Or, so I should have answered. No, I should stop watching this. My, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, let's talk about us. Cut you guys. So anyway, what I want your readers to know, and um, listeners. Not well, the listener. Right. I, what I want your listeners to read and your readers to hear is is that they should come to this show because it's the best independently produced stand up comedy show in New York City. Who's on tomorrow? Who's on tomorrow? We've got... Um, Hot damn. We got Joyelle Johnson. Uh, she just did a set on Late Night uh, <laughs> with we got, we whoever. Got Colbert? Yeah. We, yeah, we got uh, Stephen Castillo. Castillo. He He's a writer for, for SNL. Live. Uh, we got Robert Dean. He was on Gotham Comedy Live. He just put out an album. Yeah. Robert Dean is great. He's uh, been trying to get on this show like for a rose long gold time. iPhone, Thank you. Way. When I bought this, Very the lady at the store was like, oh, no, you don't want the pink one. And I was like, don't tell me what I want. Yeah. <laughs> I'm spending $800. Yeah. I want the pink one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who else do we have on the show? We got what? a big show. Yeah, we got a... We you know, if you guys want to know, if you're listening, you want to know who's coming next, which comedian you should know next, you can just go to CYSK, that's Comedians You Should Know, NYC, New York City, dot com. 
That's right. C-Y-S-K-N-Y-C.com. Yeah, we got all the lineups up there. And when you hit enter, you got to say, baby. It's just more fun. I'm surprised you were able to get that out knowing how much you hate acronyms. Do you hate acronyms? Oh, man. Acronyms. Let me tell you this, though. I want to hear why you hate acronyms, but I'll tell you why we used one. In Chicago, the website is comediansyoushouldknow.com. Yeah. Imagine if you had to type out comediansyoushouldknowNewYorkCity.com. Yeah, that's a long no, that's I, I understand yeah. that. But why do you hate acronyms? No, I hate acronyms in, uh, in communication. You could name your website whatever you mm, want yeah. to name it. I'm not, uh, I should have qualified. I'm neither here nor there. But I, I hate acronyms in communication because they're basically built to confuse Okay. On purpose. Okay. You know, like, so when you go to the Department of Education to mm-hmm. talk about your son's education mm-hmm. with the teacher or with the, what mm-hmm. do you call it, and they start throwing, well, we got to take the LCD and find yeah. out about the PQ uh, and, like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? I have yeah. no idea what you're talking about. You have to speak to me in English, you know? Right. So it's if you read the Brooklyn paper or the Bay Ridge Courier, which happens to be right in front of you, you will find <laughs> that there are very few acronyms in there and abbreviations, because it's both. NYPD is not technically an acronym. It is an abbreviation for New York Police Department, Well, NYPD. what's the difference between an acronym? An acronym you could sound out. So uh, basically an acronym is like SNAFU, Situation Normal All Fouled Up, mm-hmm. SNAFU, wow. Laser, a light-emitting these are all acronyms. Uh, what's the other one? Wait, laser one? is not an acronym. Yeah, it is. Laser. Scuba. Scuba. Self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. I thought laser was the was uh, two no, it's, letters it's for light each word. No, it's light-emitting sensor. Do you know? Lead? Is le- is Would lead no-ho lead? be an acronym? No. no. Well, yeah, it kind of. No, because it's, it's not taking... It's got to be one nor, letter, it, But right? it's... it's they're, they're taking two letters. They're, it's kind of an acronym. I think that's what laser does, too. No, a laser is definitely an acronym. Okay. Laser. So and we allow acronyms that have become words. Okay. All right? So we do laser, allow the laser. word laser. We don't say light emitting, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? but, well, we, that, we, but we don't allow ATM. I say, oh, it's an automated teller machine. Because what mm-hmm. happens is, what I found as an editor who's been doing this for 20 years, people then write ATM machine. Oh, and they say right. it out loud, oh, too. And I'm like, yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah. not an ATM machine. It's just an ATM. No, we're just going to stop that. It's going to be an automated teller machine. And in the old days, people would get upset because you only had so much space in the newspaper. But now it doesn't matter. We, we, we're online. There's enough space out there for every word. Great. You know? I don't need to break it down. So, so wait, I, just to be clear. So a, an acronym differs from an abbreviation in that it has, like, vowels in it? That you can that you, you can pronounce say. it. Dumbo. So like, so like Dumbo. Naf- Down under NAFTA. the Manhattan Bridge overpass. NAFTA, the North American Free Trade Agreement, is a acronym because NAFTA, you can you can spell it out. But NYSE. Is NAMBLA, not. the National Man Boy Love Association. Uh-huh. That's actually. Acronym. Ooh, I'm late Name. for my. Me- yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> One of my first stories, working at the Courier, I had a whole interview back and forth with the National Man Boy Love Association. It was about some they were they were trying to push some legislation. Long, long time. You can never find it anywhere because this is before the internet. Uh-huh. So when you this wrote things back then, product. they disappeared. I like, thought that was a microfiche, right? Uh, you'd ha- they would the company would have to pay to put it on microfiche. We never did that. Okay. I didn't realize Nambla was a real thing. That's I, a real thing. I no, thought it was just that South Park episode. That's yeah, what I, I grew I up. Did. Oh no, no, no. I did no. not know either. Nambla was a real thing, and it was on South Park, and it was and what's his name would do it all the time. Uh, Daily Show. Uh, oh, John Stewart. Stewart used to do it. Stewart would do every. He, he would do like every. It's the Freedom of Information Act or Nambla. Like that was a joke. <laughs> he did that for like five years. So they want to promote men and boys. They like to promote man boy love. 
Okay. Man, boy, love. Now, it, according to them, it didn't have to be sexual. But it could be. They didn't mm-hmm. rule that You can't out. do that on radio. What I just did, you can't do on radio. No, but I, I got it. You got it. Yeah. yeah. You know, you want to do that? Try it. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. No one knows. Yeah, your good. listeners don't know what they're missing. <laughs> but you love your son, so that's Nambla. But we're Nambla. both boys, so it's okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you'd, go, you'd join Nambla as a, as, as a father-son love. Mm-hmm. That would be something else. You, ha- you can't be related to the boy or man. Mm-hmm. That you love. So they do have standards. I, yeah. I don't know. I'm not... I, that was, that was a question. I'm. N- you didn't know it was real three seconds ago, yeah, and now, now you know all the I've rules. All the <laughs> point is, listen, <laughs> the takeaway here, NAMBLA acronym? Yes. NYPD abbreviation. Okay. But what if you called it NIPT? <laughs> all right, I'm coming around on this. Right. I'm coming around. The NYPD is officially NIPT. NIPT. an acronym. NIPT. NIPT. <laughs> Somebody call a NIPT car. Get get. Commissioner O'Neill on the phone. Um, <laughs> we gotta get this done. Car. Oh. All right. Hey, so what? I asked you how you guys started. You didn't answer that question. <laughs> no, no, no. We did. We did. We 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 started the show in Chicago. We talked. About no, no, no. That. But how you guys got into comedy? Oh, we you were... didn't answer that. You started talking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Uh, how are we doing on time, Eric? I got a thumbs up. I don't know what that means. We're doing time. Is we're still it's here? Still moving. Time's happening. Yeah. It's going on. It's that flashing white. We're line. in it. It only it's feels like it's standing minutes. still. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, I always wanted to do stand-up, but uh, I think with New York and L.A., it's very difficult. And, it, you know, I didn't start here, but I think it's really difficult to start here because it's you, a person who's never done stand-up, mm-hmm. with people like, uh, you know, the Chris Rock, you know, potentially is on that sh- your show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so it's like it, it's very difficult to develop with all that pressure. Uh, so if you go to a, a smaller market like Chicago, you can actually become... You can learn what it is to be a stand-up. Yeah, it's like okay to but, fail there, you know, because nobody's watching. My, but why'd you get into it? Like, what was the what pushed you in that direction? Oh, uh, I don't know. I always was a. Uh, I I was. In, I Did wanted to go into. Performing? Yeah, I, I wanted to play music, and then I was not good enough. Sure. Um, so I, but I always did like performing and then I, I, I had a notebook of jokes that I always wanted to try. And then I, you know, I just decided to go to an open mic, uh, in Miami, uh, where I went to college and, uh, I loved it and I just decided to kind of go with it, you know, uh, what's your major in college? Advertising and creative writing. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's I also wrote headlines. That's comedy. Yeah. That's none, comedy right there. None won any awards. Uh, but yeah, they are very similar. Writing a headline and writing a joke, because there's supposed to be a little twist you know, there at the end. You know what we call it? What do you call when it? When we come up with something good, what? A short burst of genius. Oh, mm. that's what I like that. It. It's just a short burst of genius. Like you hit it, you hit on something. Like one day, uh, I was we were trying to come up with a name for. Uh, we were doing stories on how bad the bad shape the parks were in, and I was literally it's like the middle of the night because I said we were up all night. And I'm like laying on the floor in Gersh's office because I'm tired and we're putting the other paper. Muppet. Yeah, and um, we were like, "Oh, what are we going to call this section? We need to give it a name." And I said, "Like I'm laying on the floor, I just like Meadows of Shame." Meadows like of Shame. Meadows of Shame. Mm-hmm. See, on this Bay Ridge Courier, they have shovels of shame. That's shovels of shame. Yeah, you know what happens? Do you use a lot of things and then of shame? Of shame? <laughs> just think about it. Well, think of the options. Think of all the different Don't options. Don't tell the press association. Traffic of shame. Usually we just add shame. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know if this has been emphasized enough, but regardless of the reuse of the words, when I hold this paper, it just it feels like a real newspaper. It is a real you know? newspaper. Yeah, and it looks shovels of shame. <laughs> I like it. It does you know, feel good to touch a paper <laughs> again. Yeah. You know how, yeah, I like that. You know what like, this is what I used to throw out tons and tons of <laughs> Yeah. I forgot about this. Oh, man. I used to get my local paper delivered uh, on Staten Island, would be the Staten Island Advance, mm-hmm. and, uh, which, by the way, owns uh, Newhouse Newspapers and, and The New Yorker. Just pointing that out. Uh-huh. Um, so I would, I would get them delivered, and you know, it just got to the point where like, really the reason why I canceled the subscription was I was tired of of separating my garbage. Mm-hmm. And I like every, I had this all these newspapers I had to put into recycling and it was just this big job I had to do and I'm like, you know what? I'm just not doing it anymore. You it know, I, I went to go I was at my my wife's family is from Maine and I was there over the mm. holidays and I went to go light a fire. That you had nothing to light it with. Yeah. These are the things that happens. If newspapers die, I know. How are you going to light? People those aren't going to light it. That's probably why De Blasio wants to get rid of fireplaces in everybody's houses. Because he wants to stop he newspapers. He put the newspapers yeah. out of business. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. He's, I it's mean, all I conspiracy. The tabloids, right? Because they're the ones that are tough on him. I wouldn't oh, put man. it past that, Bill Hop. You know, I was <laughs> thinking about getting a subscription to a physical newspaper. I feel like it is a superior... Well, move to southern Brooklyn, and you can have one delivered in your bedroom I community. I think there's a Queens well, that Courier one's for, where I'm at. You can, well, yes. You can we got, we actually have a, a paid... Uh, a paid edition that gets called the Brooklyn Graphic. The graphic, yes. And one of the things I want to do with now, the Brooklyn Graphic. Now, can I graphic, sign up for the Brooklyn Graphic? And get it delivered for free? No, to pay. Like if I wanted to pay for it, that would of come to my can. apartment. You in Bushwick. walk right over to Cliff Luster's office and you say, "Cliff, I want a subscription." You talk to Pearl. I will talk to Pearl because she might. Give you me want a, a subscription to the Brooklyn Graphic? You dial seven one eight two six zero twenty five hundred. You ask for Pearl. She will send you that paper. You, you got to pay for it. It's it's a better way. Like I feel like I when I I'm gonna do that when I read the paper online, and I don't know about the Brooklyn paper, but like when I read, say, the New York Times online, right. I feel like it has some algorithm that is bringing stories to the top based on what it thinks I want to read. Which is all bullshit, by the way. No, not that if they do that, they don't know what you want to read. Exactly. I miss, there, there are things in there that are, I'll, you know, somebody will say, hey, did you read this in the Times? Right. I said, no, I read the whole thing. I didn't see it. it. It's not like when you used to read the paper, you'd get the paper, and you would read the whole paper. Right. Yeah. And now cover you're to just, cover. yeah. It's, and you never knew what you were going to find out. Well, that is messed yeah, up that right? just content is created specifically for you because then you're never... I reading don't outside like of I don't, your own. I don't know if that's true or not, but it feels. No, that I way. think yeah. it's true to a certain extent. I mean, like well, they always uh, have that thing know. at the bottom: stories we think you'll like. You know, yeah, yeah. like oh, well, you click yeah. on this. And I assume they all have like the same tags and things, and you know, their their metadata, which is like a scary term for you know how you code these stories. So, like, if you're reading a story about comedy, it's gonna assume maybe incorrectly mm-hmm. that you want to read more about it so it's going to launch that other story about right. comedy up but maybe you want to read about tragedy or maybe i just like want to read something that i don't know you know right like, that's how you find things out yeah. you turn the page and you're like oh wow that's interesting the yeah. best we way call to do them, that you know, is we to call pick them. up a oh, paper. Sound, can you do that again that sounds like you're not wearing <laughs> I the love it. so you don't know but it yeah. closer to the mic closer yeah Ooh, oh, paper. Can you rustle it a little I bit? Can make a page if you have a paid subscription, long. does it have all the ads in it? Yes, of course it does. Okay. Yeah, no, the ads are what the ads are the are what pay the bills. Yeah. That's how that's how it works in the newspaper business. Even when you buy it, you know, the New York Times, you you know, I think the Sunday Times is like seven bucks now. You know? Mm. The New Yorker is seven bucks, I think. Yeah, the, the New, New Yorker can be I saw a magazine yesterday 
and I, I don't know what it was. It was like some kind of yoga. It was like some weird magazine I never heard of, but it was like about yoga and, and life's health and all this stuff. And I just saw it. I'm like, oh, maybe my wife would like that. And I picked it up, and it was like $16 for the magazine. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, wow. This yeah. is, times have changed. I saw the same thing. It was like it was like a life, but it was all about like marijuana or something, like the history. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. I like to, you know, I want to learn that. <laughs> and then, yeah, I want to learn something I, new. Did it come with free samples? Well, I don't know. I scratch and sniff, right? Yeah. But yeah. But then I looked at the price. Yeah, it was like $18 or something. It's like, oh, so you mean this is a book. <laughs> exactly. You call it a magazine, but right. it's a book. Well, books are even more money. It's like you buy a book now and they're uh, books yeah. are cheap. Which ones? Uh, uh, I bought I bought a book the other day for like like a hardcover, uh, soft cover. Yeah, no, that's that's. Ah, we're talking real. That's books. a whole different story. No, I Hard just do cover. the Kindle now. It's weird. I like I like mm. the real paper, but the book yeah. I read on my phone. No, th- you know, you mentioned before about us us using uh, shame all the time. Mm-hmm. The big thing in newspapers and, and news in general is the gate. You know, it all started with Watergate. Uh huh. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it, so everything becomes right. Everything became, gate. Yeah, yeah. Gamer gate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, everything's a gate. So I did. We wanted to do a thing where whenever there was a scandal, we were just going to call it like Scandal Gate. Yeah. Shame or, Gate. Yeah, something Shame like gate. we didn't want. We just Jake wanted gate. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just something that we would every time. Didn't matter what gate. the scandal was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was like you know. Corruption gate. Corruption gate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and just stick with it. That's so funny. Yeah, oh, I love man. it. I don't know what the hell we're doing over here. There was uh, one thing before we, you know, before that white light flashes again that we were talking about off air that I think is worth talking about on air, which is how, because I think we, we can relate to it, is, is hearing the sounds of your own voice. Mm. And yeah. how, I can relate to it because I'm doing it right now. When you put on now, the headphones. I'm not doing it because I'm headphone. Do you guys not like the sound of your voices, or are you pleased Mo- with what you hear? I'm, I hate mine. He hates his. I'm used to mine because yeah. I've been like doing. Recordings. You got a good voice. I've been doing recordings yeah. like this. Well, I appreciate that. I've been doing recordings like this Here's some okay of, too, since, <laughs> since I'm a little kid. <laughs> I was fishing. <laughs> I used to do like I used to yeah. make fake radio shows when I was a kid. We used to record ourselves and do all this stuff. So I'm very used to it. Uh, almost to the point when I talk without headphones on, I'm like, "Who the hell is that?" Yeah, right. It yeah. happens. Right. That's funny. Yeah, you, we were talking before, and you just had a normal, regular guy voice, and then you got on, and you're just like, it was like a switch turn. <laughs> yeah, I felt like I was about to start listening to a ball game. I was like, oh, radio. damn. I mean, it was... Really? Yeah. I didn't even know I'd do that. No, oh, you got a good we... on-air yeah, voice. Yeah. Well, they want me to do, like, daily updates now. They want me to come on in the morning and say, hey, it's Vince DiMaselli at Brooklyn Paper Radio. Whoa! And, uh, Whoa, uh, yeah, that's a little... Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Like, a, like a news... Like brief. a little news... Here's the top stories today, so that when you go, like, in the morning... The idea is, you know, they give you all these ideas at the conference. They go, oh, you know, Alexa is working. So they go, Alexa, tell me the Brooklyn Paper news today. And it's like, okay. And then, hey, it's Vince DiMaselli at Brooklyn Paper Radio. Here's what's going oh, on in Brooklyn today. Cool. Yeah. No. Your weather's going to be this. Vinny and the news. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'll bring you in to do you? the background sound effects. Well, that is, that's a d- another conversation maybe for off the yeah. air. Well, I'm used but to my voice. I'm happy with it. Tony hates his... It's well, I mean, that's what happened. And, you know, I think probably, I'm guessing, both of us are accustomed to it because we speak into a microphone and hear it amplified every night. I think most most normal people who don't do that frequently are are um, sort of really uh, shocked at the sound of Taking their voice back. recorded. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because what happens is when you hear your own voice, like 80% of what you're hearing is actually the resonance of your voice in your own skull, right? <laughs> yeah. And so that other people don't hear that. So you're hearing what it actually sounds like to to other people and this causes like an existential crisis for a lot of people but I think you just sort of get used to it I don't know yeah, yeah. listen our producer Eric is, is a little confused that we're, we're going Eric. over time but that oh wait no I'm sorry Jimmy 
Johnny? James. I don't know. Somebody. Right? He's, <clears throat> he's a little confused that we're going over time, but I just want to remind everyone, we're, we're talking live right now with uh, David Drake and Mike Leibowitz. They are the producers of Comedians You Should Know. That's every Wednesday at 9 p.m. at the Gutter in Greenpoint. If you want to get there, you could take a bike. You could ride a bike. He's ending the show on me. He's ending the show. It's <laughs> hey, 200, hey. 200 North uh, 14th Street. That's between White and Barry. They are online at cysknyc.com. Comedians, you should know. I want to thank David Drake for coming here. Yeah, I want thanks, to thank David. Mike Leibovitz yeah. for coming here. I thanks, hope I pronounced it right every yeah, time. Right. That's exactly right. I want to make it a wits every time, but I'm going back to the vits. No, I, I'm sorry that I can't just let you do what you want, but we got to <laughs> no, get it right. You got to Facts matter. And my, uh, my co-host, Tony Rattuno, and we will see you next week on Brooklyn Paper Radio. Great. Thanks Bye-bye. so much. I thought I was going to hate this. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>